1: Well, hello there, Extra Healthy-ish listeners. Thanks for joining me on this big sister podcast, To Healthy-ish. Both of them are from Body and Soul, of course, and I am your host, Felicity Harley. Is it just us here at Healthy-ish or is everyone feeling the work-life balance pressure? Now, I'm talking about the pressure you feel at work with the economy, interest rates. It's just everything really, childcare, if you've got kids, if you don't we're all feeling it, aren't we? Well, co-founder of resilience platform Spring Fox, Peter Sigley joins me via Zoom to discuss the impact of work on wellbeing and vice versa and why we're all feeling pressure right now and how to, well, cope, but turn that coping into resilience for tomorrow when we can feel stronger and ready to face the day. thank you for joining us again on Extra Healthy-ish. Thanks, Felicity. Great to be back. Now, I think this might be a loaded question for you. How are you staying extra healthy-ish in your life? <laughs>
2: <laughs> extra healthy-ish in my life. Um, so as you and I have spoken about before, coming off the back of long COVID, and I'd mm. like to say off the back, I'm still there and still going through that experience But for me, it is about bringing into action all the stuff I know. And when I interact with people, when I talk to people, it's not lack of knowledge. I mean, podcasts such as yours are fabulous giving people the knowledge and the tips that they need, but we've got to put it into action. So three big questions I ask myself. Do I know it? Tick. And we can go, tick, I know about nutrition. Tick, I know about sleep. The next question is, Am I doing it? And so it is about coming back and really holding up that mirror to ourselves and saying, okay, come on, we can be doing something here. And the last one is how am I influencing others and how am I letting others influence me? So what am I doing there? For me, uh personally, I really live by that mantra of progress, not perfection. And I say to people all the time, you know, particularly if you're normally a high achiever and you know, you've just gone off the rails a little bit around your own self-care or you're under a lot of pressure at work, come back to the basics, Hmm. really come back to the basics. We've got to stop paying lip service to the statement, self-care is not selfish. We believe that, we say it to others, but when it comes to us, oh no, leave, pass. Hmm. And so me, it's really coming back, you know, if I do it five out of seven days, that's a win you know, that's my ceiling. If I get three out of seven days, you know, that's still a win. I don't want to get into that unrelenting standards, perfectionist thinking that if I haven't done it seven out of seven, I've failed. Mm. So it's being a little kinder to self. Uh, For me, I check in as I walk through the day. Am I moving gently? So I always talk about go gently, go well. So if I'm getting up to go and get a glass of water, I'm noticing my footfall, I'm noticing my posture, I'm noticing my breath. So I do a lot of grounding practices through the day and, you know, part of that is coping and I want to be really clear. There's nothing wrong with coping, but we do need to build in recovery to then get that positive adaptation and growth that comes to build resilience. So for me, I bookend my day. So I get out of bed, I stand with my feet, hip width apart, my uh, hips over my feet, my shoulders over my hips, my head upright. So I'm upright, not uptight, Mm -hmm. and I just do a couple of breaths how do I want to move through today? And I do it at the end of the day. My day is finished. It's time to rest. And it's little practices like mm. that make a big difference. Humor, you know, laughing at yourself is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Put some stuff out there as well. Uh, great. And nothing like, you know, some grown up children to say, Mum, come on. That is not singing. That's more wailing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that mirror check's great. Um, lots of breathing practices for me, really simple breathing practices. We talk about hands up, head up, breathe up. So hands resting with your palms up on your the thighs. Now, as you breathe in, look up to the ceiling. As you breathe out, look down. Why do you do that? You can't lift your shoulders. Do you really open up the chest? Less than 10 seconds, I'm back here. Mm. My head's not racing Future. Worry, 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 worry. I can't, I must, I should. Back to, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, and then micro moments of recovery, you know, standing up, stretching, great coffee. And the other big thing I would say, Felicity, for me, and I recommend it for most of us, and you and I have spoken about this before, is creating time in my day to literally think. It's not agended it's not structured. It's just genesis of thought and allowing that mind to go where it needs to go in that aha moment that we've often spoken yeah. about, recognizing, you know, actually I could be doing more here, I should be doing less there, or I could simplify life a little better doing this.
1: How, how long and do for you me- spend on that that time? Because I think that's a great point. Often yeah. we're so plugged into podcasts and, you know, whatever yeah. else, social media or whatever else is going on around us that, The simple Mm. act of daydreaming and thinking can be so revolutionary, really, for our outlook, our mental health and everything else.
2: And we're really noticing it in our younger cohort. I mean, as parents, we try to do the best by our kids. But I really do caution people about, particularly when they're buying gifts for children, that everything doesn't have a definitive outcome because success is then measured, is this creation exactly like the picture? Where is that, uh, as you say, creativity? Where is that celebration of doing something different? And we need to do our thoughts like that. Some leaders I talk to literally schedule 90 minutes a day. Now, as I'm talking, your listeners are going to go, oh, well, 90 minutes. I don't have time to bless yeah, myself. I, I'm with that. Honest. I'm with I'm to- the listeners.
1: I'm with all of us. Yes, we're all thinking that. <laughs> yeah, where do you get 90 minutes And I know from? that's an
2: expression. Yeah, So there's various adaptations of can't bless myself, you Mm. know, don't have time to have a a wee or don't have time to go to the toilet, whatever it is for you out there. Um, But I would say tight to a habit. For me, it's around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. With long COVID, I'm just hitting the wall. Cognitively, Mm. um, I'm in that fog. I'm absolutely shattered. So I give myself permission to stop, have a cup of tea and just to think. So 15 minutes over a cup of tea and, you know, you'll be surprised as you and I are talking, you might go, oh, Peter's glasses. That's interesting. And then suddenly you think of Sue and you think, gosh, I haven't thought about her for 20 years. Mm. She was great at uni or 30 years or 40 years, depending on <laughs> how old you are. 20 years is a slight embellishment there. <laughs> it's a little bit longer. Um And then you think I should get in contact with her. But how do you have time for that thought unless you have that freedom to literally go one thought leads to another thought leads to another? Well, maybe it's that checking, you know, that pain you're feeling in your thigh or your hip or somewhere. I really should get that checked out. That's been there longer than I because I keep brushing it away. I need to do something about that. So I would say 10 to 15 minutes. Tie it to another habit. Over a cup of tea is a great way to start.
1: We'll be back after this short break with more from Peter.
0: I think he said Whiteman Park is a hoot.
1: Let's just veer the conversation into more well-being around work. I think, you know, you're probably going to talk a bit about what you've done there and how we can work it into our day. I mean, you're, you're, you're in this space. How much mm-hmm. does work influence our well-being, our broader well-being and vice versa?
2: Absolutely. Um, it does. Okay. It really does. So we operate around a model of human functioning. We used to call it the resilience model and it still is the resilience model, something we termed 20 odd years ago, um, but it's become a bit of a dirty word in today's society here. There's resilient hair and resilient grass and resilient wine. Not that I've tried the resilience wine, but... <laughs> is there <it> really resilience <laughs> I, wine? Wow. There is a brand called resilience Who wine. Um, I know. So when we talk about Um, human functioning, Um, we are only one entity. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, there's only so many eye blinks in a day. And we do like to compartmentalise, but we're not as good as what, what we think we are. And so we do have that impact, you know, how we turn up to work and we often talk about how do I transition into work. And three things I ask people all the time is, can I choose my emotions? Can I choose my thinking? Do I understand my motivation? So you can imagine going to work. You haven't had anything to eat. You've had a cup of coffee. You managed to spill that on yourself on the way in, by the way. You look down, you've got one navy shoe on and one black shoe. You've left your laptop at home. You're in the office and you realise you're meant to be with a client. Oh, my God, today's just gotten away from you. Can you recalibrate to go, as I'm walking into the office, I'm letting that go and I'm determining how I show up. Am I calm, present, focused, energized how do we by the do that? day ahead? I, I, I do it all around breath. We talk about five breaths of transition, breathing out for longer than when we inhale. So we always talk about breathing out for the count of five, holding our breath a moment and coming in for the count of three, slowing down our physical system when we breathe out. The held breath acts as a circuit breaker to our thoughts. So it stops our thoughts racing, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, oh, back to the moment. And three breaths gives us enough oxygen to keep going with but not driving our stress response with counts four and five. <gasps> so we're not doing a <laughs> true again. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. So we talk about breathing to transition. Um, so that's really, really important. So really having that consciousness around emotions, thinking, motivation. And definitely when we go home, leaving our workplace behind, even if that's sitting in your study, when you're working from home or at the kitchen bench, just, okay, now I'm turning up for the people I love and cherish, or I'm going into my space. My home uh, is really quite important. Mm. So it does influence, I would say, less so than people think. So, when we are under pressure, you know, that overload, that intensity, that mental fatigue can often be environmentally driven. But that space of withdrawal, that's when we're going into ourselves, into our head. Uh, that lack of physical capacity is when we're not investing in ourselves. Those signs of distress, irritability, frustration, sadness, increase in headaches, for example, that's driven by us and those feelings then of collapse. Um, so the environment has a part to play, but mm. we can't always land it there. Yeah. So we've got control, we've got agency, but there's things that we can be doing by really checking in around where am I now? And I love that expression. Am I here listening to Felicity, or am I already thinking, God, I could do it with a coffee? <laughs> you know, Don't worry, I'm not or, thinking
1: that yet. I might soon. <laughs> no, not yet.
2: <laughs> or I've got to go and pick up the kids, and so then we can yes. come across as rude, aloof, distance, mm. out of touch um with the people around us and we lose that social glue so it does influence but we do have control
1: do you are you seeing more of this i mean you know we see in the in the news i mean even talking to people i know you know friends who've had to are getting second jobs because they've had to well cost of living is going up and and i just feel there's this extra pressure every year i know yeah. every year i'm saying there's extra pressure you know that i really do feel like it is it's there. It's real. We're feeling it. What are you? Yeah. I mean, you're in this space. It's affecting our well. Right. In turn, affecting our well-being.
2: Um, I totally agree, and I love the word that pressure, as opposed to stress, and it's really important. So these are external factors. So pressure is and that, that stuff that comes to us externally. Stress is my internalization of that pressure. So how do I respond to that? So this is happening. To me, this isn't me, so to speak. Yes. And I think there's a big distinction. When we talk about pressure, there's an element of still having control and agency and choice, which I think is really important. Stress is that feeling that occurs when I doubt my resources to cope. (gasps) And off I go. So part of this in terms of building resilience and working with that pressure is really coming back to the basics and knowing what you do have control over. And so we often talk about choices here. So it's human nature to look for the negative, to look for everything that's going wrong. And don't worry, there's plenty out there. Every mortgage rate increase makes me catch my breath, can oh, I tell yes. you? yes. <laughs> so it's not, it's not me being... Um, incapable, but an environmental or an external thing impacting me, I do catch my breath and I think, Mm. oh, my God, what does this mean and how do I go? But then I make sure am I just taking that negative response and then moving through that or am I ruminating, agitating, playing it through? So when I'm talking to you, that's all I can think about. When I'm with my kids, is that all I can think about? So at some point I have to make a choice to make peace. So what can I control? and try and let go of the stuff I can't control. So yes, I go back and revisit my budget. Yes, I go back and look at my hours. But I also check in what can I be doing around my own self-care to get me across the line? Am I prioritising sleep? And am am I mindful of defaulting to the packet of chips? I'm a savoury person or the chocolate for others or the fishbowl of wine that we class as a glass these days. Is that my coping mechanism? So what am I making peace with? And then when am I making positive choices? Am I going and having the conversation with the bank? Am I talking about um, what's possible within balancing work and home at work? And so is there more opportunity for increased hours or the diff- differing the way that I'm working? Or is it possible to pick up that job? And I know that was one of the suggestions by the Reserve Bank, probably not best to go there. Uh, no, I did um, that one went down too well. <laughs> I didn't go down well, did it? Um, but the reality for some of us is that's what we will do. What I want to check in is that I'm not making negative choices. I don't want to be destroying my relationships. I don't mm. want to stop exercising. I don't want to be headline scrolling. So I'm driving that stress response that then I'm not sleeping or I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm my mind's kicking in and I can't go to sleep. So it's really coming back. And we noticed this through COVID, the people who invested in those very fundamental core competencies around that performance supply chain, body informing emotion, emotion informing thinking, thinking informing action, performance spirit, coming back to the first link body is a good way to get going.
1: Is that a bit yeah. of, I mean, you, you you talk a bit about, you know, turning coping into resilience. And I, I was just mm-hmm. thinking about this when you were talking is what's the coping part and then how can we be more resilient you know using yeah, that sure. example of the cost of living for for example
2: Sure. For example. So for me, um, resilience is very much a, a process. Uh, we are born with an innate level of resilience. So it's a bit of um, both. So we're born with it, but it's also a learnable skill. So when the, an event happens, whether that's adversity, a big event, uh, whether that's a challenge, something that we need to work through over a period of time, or even a setback, like getting your Zoom call to work. Yes, can listeners, me, that was me. I was a bit back. late to this
1: this recording because oh, no, my Zoom not at all. crashing.
2: But it, but it can send us down a spiral pretty Absolutely. quickly and off yep. we go. So we rely on our previous experiences and those coping mechanisms. And there's nothing wrong with that. But with coping what tends to happen is we take more out of our resource bucket than we put back in. Mm. Resilience really comes on the back of recovery. So this is where cognitively I start to kick in. What have I learned? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? What are my capabilities? What are the limitations to those capabilities? It's only then that we have the ability to positively adapt, change and grow such that we build resilience. And, you know, I just did um, an interview recently talking about can resilience be a bad thing? When we get into that delusional optimism space, then, yes, it is actually okay to say, enough, I need to stop, I need to shift, I need to pivot. It's not grit and perseverance and determination at all costs, but recalibrating, sometimes I do need to put a line under something and say, I'm finished with this now. So uh, it's really that recalibration of self what have I learned? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Now we start to build mm. resilience. It does feed back in. It does then inform our future coping mechanisms. But our first response is to cope. Recover, 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 and then um, build resilience. And recovery doesn't mean take yourself off to a mountain for three weeks. Gosh, that'd be lovely, uh, wouldn't it? I was it? just going to say, um, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I'm with you. Um, we'd have to sneak in the bottle of wine, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> Absolutely. We can't all be perfect. We can't all be perfect. But just those micro moments of recovery go a long way to just allowing us to catch our breath, check in and determine how we're moving Mm. forward.
1: Micro recoveries. I like that. I'm hanging on to that one. Peter, it was lovely Mm. having you on Extra Healthy-ish today. Thank you for coming.
2: My pleasure. Felicity, please invite me back. (laughs) Love talking to you. (laughs) And Um, I hope we do it again soon. Well,
1: I hope you found those tips about boosting your well-being whether you're at work or whether you're not at work and hopefully it helps bring down some of that pressure that we're all feeling right now when we try and balance this thing called life but hey we all know that balance is bs right (laughs) yes if you want more from us remember extra healthy ish we have a new ep of this podcast every morning monday to thursday for more head to bodyandsoul.com.au, jump on social media and follow us or you can grab our print edition which is out in your local sunday paper and finally it would be fabulous if you could rate review and subscribe to this podcast and until tomorrow
0: stay extra healthy ish